0: So let's get down to business with another episode of Start a Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we are back. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the Start a Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conaway, founder and CEO of Innovate Her KSC. And friends, I got to tell you, today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult, but Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably, and they have the platform to help you manage that team. And we sure do love them around Startup Hustle. Visit Fullscale.io to learn more. All right, friends, we have, we're about to have a very, very interesting conversation we have with us today, Sophia Raskoff, CEO and co-founder of Recon Food. So Sophia brings to the table so, some really, really interesting knowledge, uh, you know, about food and photography, community building, technology, like all of these really, really beautiful spaces and these things that we absolutely love talking about. So I can't wait to jump in, but Sophia, thank you so much for, for being on the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely, I I, I want to maximize our time together, so I'm going to go ahead and just hop right in, and I'm just going to say, Sophia, tell us about your journey.
1: So I grew up uh, around entrepreneurship my whole life. My dad is an entrepreneur, and so ever since I was young, I had been hearing about his companies and visiting his office, um, and it's something that was a really big part of my life. And so I always knew in some sense that I would be so interested and love to go into this business tech world. Uh, As I grew up, I now live in Los Angeles. I'm a senior in high school. And at my school, I've had the opportunity to get involved with different um, organizations, including our school's entrepreneurship organization, which supports students who are starting their own startups and We run an incubator program. We host speaker events and workshops. And it's been a really great experience for me. So that was sort of my second experience in entrepreneurship. And most recently, well, I skipped one. I I have had a few uh, perfume companies. You're already a serial
0: entrepreneur. Like, (laughs) I I love that. But all right, what what was the one you skipped?
1: (laughs) Well, I've skipped. Obviously, like a classic cookie lemonade stand and a a perfume business I started with my cousin, that we have many fun stories from. Um, But my latest and most prominent venture into entrepreneurship has been with my startup, Recon Food. Recon Food is a vertical social media network for food, aiming to create a new platform which is less stressful and chaotic and toxic at times than more mainstream uh, social media, which becomes a catch-all for the very best of everything and can just feel stressful. It's essentially like Instagram for food. However, there are more food-specific features like a recipe feature and a map feature to show restaurant locations. Um, so if you're a foodie and interested in downloading, it's called Recon Food. You can find it in the app store now.
0: That is incredible. So, so I got to ask you, Well, I I have about like 20 things that I want to ask you. Uh, So first things first, I'm going to walk it back just a little bit uh, and and address something that you you mentioned. So so you mentioned that you've been around entrepreneurship your whole life. And you, in particular, you mentioned your dad, that uh, he was an entrepreneur. So can I ask you how he has encouraged you or fostered that entrepreneurial mindset in you as you've grown up? I'm I'm just really curious because clearly you have the kind of mind that that we love uh, as startup founders. Like you're already thinking about that next step and that next level. So I want to know what your dad did to get you there.
1: (laughs) Well, let's see. Starting off uh, when I was younger and now sometimes too around the breakfast or dinner table, we'd have tech news um, where he would read articles from, the New York Times and everything from uh, tech and like sometimes uh, political things to new tech innovations to especially med tech. My mom's a doctor uh, and has taught me so much about hard work and everything. So I've learned from both of them for sure. In So learning about um, new innovation in the world really helped foster that. And then additionally, as I've grown up, I've gotten to really just discuss with him about what he's working on and all the startups that he's hearing about. He'll send me uh, pitch decks that he gets sent just so I can take a look. And it's been amazing to have that really close look at all that type of stuff. And now he's my co-founder for Recon Food. So I've actually gotten to work with him myself now, which has been nice. Well, that that
0: is super cool. And I, I I want our listeners at home to know like, hey parents, if you want to foster that entrepreneurial mindset, it sounds like one of the easiest things you can do is just talk about it. Share your story, talk about news and exciting things that are happening. I, I love that he did that. Uh, the next question that I got to ask, he goes, I don't think I could do this. Uh, what has it been
1: like working with a parent? It's been great. I think the biggest, uh, it's, there's definitely some uh, logistical pros, including we have meetings whenever and wherever uh, right. from the dinner table to 10 like p.m. at car, night just because we live somewhere. in the same house. You know, exactly. Like, oh, it's yeah, super convenient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been, I think part of what's made it such a special experience for me too is just I've grown up around people who have worked with him and seeing sort of an outside view of his companies. And now I've gotten to really experience what it's like firsthand. So in addition to getting my own entrepreneurial experience, I've been able to work with him and really get involved in that world. And through this, and especially now, I've also gotten involved much more broadly in the tech community, which has been a really interesting experience for me. I've attended uh, tech conferences and networking dinners, and that's something that was really hard for me at first. I'm a very introverted person and had to yeah. get outside of my comfort zone in order to just walk up to people at an event and start talking. So it's helped me grow a lot too, which has been made it such a great experience.
0: Oh, that is awesome. And if that, I mean, honestly, if that is something that that you pick up early in life, it's going to serve you well. I'm actually also an introvert and most people don't believe me, but I'm like, you know, it's actually what you see is very much learned behavior. Like I had to force myself to... Break that ice, and you know, figure out like how to talk to people when I feel so awkward. But if you do it often enough, and you get yourself outside of your comfort zone often enough, it's kind of like working a muscle. Like the more you work it, the easier it becomes, uh, and then you get to try totally. and do better things, right? Like I, I, I
1: it's I also it's been nice well. in that community too, where once I started to get to know people, then this the power of networking. I feel so stupid saying that, but it's true. Where then those yeah. people introduce me to more people. And now when I attend one of these LA tech events and I'm based in LA, the LA tech community is huge. But when I attend an LA tech event now, I know like I walk in and I know people, it's an amazing feeling to see people that I recognize and I've talked to and know. Uh, and that was sort of startling to me too, where I feel like I've met people in the community now and it makes me feel so much more um, like, connected. Legit, right yeah, yeah. totally.
0: So, so I am diet, like I friends, you can't see this, but I have a giant smile on my face and I'm kind of giggling as Sophia's talking because, uh, when I, early, when I started out in my career, uh, it was one of those things where I, I realized pretty quickly that I get very uncomfortable and I feel super awkward in big rooms filled with people, that I don't know. And like, I, I, you know, one-on-one meeting someone new, I've always been fine. Like, hi, nice to meet you. Like, let's chat. But when it's giant blocks of people, I struggle with it. And what's making me laugh is like, at some point I realized I was like, well, then the goal is going to have to be like, I'm just going to have to know people in every room that I walk into. Right. Like that's, and, 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 and so I built my network and now, you know, I've reached a point in my career where I walk into rooms that I, I know mo- people, In most of the rooms that I walk into. So I have that kind of like grounding confidence thing, like, okay, there's someone I feel safe with. And like, you know, so it's, it's really funny to me. But yeah, I mean, it's a great connecting within a network is such a fantastic way to not only help your company, but to really grow as an individual. Now, I do want to ask you a little bit more about that growing as an individual piece. You mentioned that you you're really involved in entrepreneurial pursuits at your school. So, so talk to us a little bit about that. You said that you belong to an entrepreneurship club, Young
1: Entrepreneurs Club. Uh-huh. It's, uh huh. It's the entrepreneurship organization. Let's see. Let's. I'll give my little tagline. Uh, yeah, so Harvard State Venture is. Uh, the school's entrepreneurship organization aiming to support and inspire student innovation on campus. Um, so that's my nice little little pitch or tagline, like I guess. Love it. <laughs> it's been an amazing experience for me. I helped uh, really bring the program to the middle school. So we have two campuses, seven, eight, nine, and then 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. So I really wanted to help students get involved even earlier because as a ninth grader, I was honestly jealous that i couldn't really be a part of the upper school program um and past that it's an amazing experience to work uh with people students who are also interested interested in entrepreneurship and want to create that real world real world experience and we've uh the so the program before my time has launched startups uh including a student backpack company called prova and uh Uh, let's see, a microfinance nonprofit called Souls for Good, now called Stepstone. Um, So it's done really great things. And I've now been a leader of it for a few years and have loved the opportunity to work with other students and help support them in their endeavors, because as interesting as my own entrepreneurship uh, life and world is, I really love helping other students get involved in it and get into it.
0: That is so cool. Now, now, do you think, all right, so, so let's think forward a couple of years, like you've graduated high school, maybe you're in college, maybe you're not. I don't know what your, your long-term plans are, but do you think that you are always going to want to be
1: an entrepreneur? I think I definitely see myself in the tech business entrepreneurship industry, Um, exactly where that falls or how I get there. I'm not sure. Definitely, like you said, uh, I don't know where the path is taking me, and I think my current plan is just to to continue along it until I find my spot. Very, very cool.
0: Well, so talk to us a little bit about uh, Recon Food because I'm very intrigued. So, so I one of the things that you said, and I absolutely agree, is that sometimes social media can get it can get really toxic. And I mean, I I do think that social media can serve, uh, you know, serve for good at times but I I love that you've kind of taken the things that you, it sounds anyway, I'm going to check my understanding, but it sounds like you've taken the things that you love most about general social media and gotten really specific and niche with it. Um, you know, food is, it's one of the great unifiers, you know, everybody eats.
1: I totally agree.
0: Everybody loves food. Food can serve as such a cultural touchstone. Like it's, it's part of, who we are and not just what we do. You know, I know so many, so many people who tell me stories like, oh, my grandma and I used to make this together or in my culture, this is a thing that we love to eat. And it becomes, again, it just becomes a unifier. And so I love that you've taken something that you clearly care about and turned it into an entrepreneurial opportunity. So talk to us a little bit about your thinking or how you came to, to start Recon Food.
1: Totally. So social media is, in my eyes, a very powerful tool and a great concept. I love the idea of connecting with people and staying connected with people through t- technology. It's exactly what we should be doing. No, yeah. so, it is deeply flawed and there are a lot of problems with it. But as a young person in this world, whenever I hear people discuss the problems with social media, the response is always, or the response is often, well, if it doesn't make you happy, you just delete it. And to me, that feels like, just ignoring the problem instead of actually trying to solve it. I think there are three main problems with social media, or at least three negative emotions that social media can make you feel. It's uh, toxic, stressful, and confusing. So for toxic, I think everyone is aware that social media has negative effects on your mental health. It can make you feel like you're not as great as everyone else. It can make you feel like you're not as pretty as everyone else or having as nice vacations. It's a negative environment sometimes because sure. it lends itself to comparison. Well, and the that, to never
0: read the comments,
1: never read the comments. <laughs> exactly that as well, <laughs> especially uh, with a platform like Instagram, for example, it's really the top 1% of everything. So it's the best vacation you've ever had. It's the best meal you've ever eaten. It's, the best picture you took out of the hundreds you took on your phone of the whole trip. So yeah. because of that, you end up comparing your whole life to the best parts of everyone else's lives. The next thing I mentioned was stressful. I think social media can also be a really stressful place. I every time there's a story in the news cycle, I see it reposted hundreds of times on everyone's stories that I follow. And I love that. I think it's great that my friends and people I follow are politically active and willing to reshare that. But it definitely feels like a burden, especially, I counted one day, uh, this is definitely part of the founding story of Recon where, Recon Food, where one day um, I was looking at social media and this was, oh man, when was this? There were two, I remember there were two negative news stories going around and I clicked through Instagram 253 times, like I clicked the stories 253 times and it was just, Negative news story after another of this, yes. these, like tragic stories, and it was just it was upsetting, especially as a young person in this world where it feels like you have to solve those problems. It's a really big burden to feel. And I mean, the last you know thing is you confusing. don't have to solve yeah.
0: all of those problems, right? <laughs> well, it feels I mean, you want like. To solve problems, great, but like pick one, maybe two.
1: <laughs> exactly, I totally agree. And then the last thing is just it's confusing with Instagram. For I think I'm a good example of this. I have a public Instagram account. Uh, I use it to connect with everyone from my friends, my school friends, to my friends from Seattle. I used to live there through fifth grade, to my parents' friends, to people I meet at these tech events. So it's networking and social and like random people who follow me that I don't even know. So it's just a confusing audience to post to and it doesn't feel right for anything. I have so many things I would post, but I'm like, Oh, like I don't know if that's right. I don't know if that's whatever. It's it it feels confusing to me as a user sometimes. Well, and I'm Um, sure that it's not just you. I'm sure that you're not alone in that.
0: So, so you you experienced a problem, but it was one that you know many people around you are experiencing. So, and that's what entrepreneurs do. Like your your problem exactly.
1: So all that's a pretty long winded way of getting to the founding story for Recon Food, which was we founded during COVID. Uh, food had a very interesting time during COVID. It's something that brought a lot of families together, It brought our family together through sharing recipes, coming up with new recipes, cooking meals together every night. It was a really great time and food was bringing us together. Uh, well, it was a great time to be, or being brought together yeah. through food made it a better well, time. At a, time, at a
0: time when all of a sudden we were thrust into environments where we couldn't come together, you know, so you had exactly. to find alternatives and and so that's what we were doing and I love the swapping recipes idea by the way
1: exactly so I'm gonna rip that off (laughs) (laughs) um so exactly it was a really interesting time for food and the recipes sense and also in that food was having all these social trends I don't know if you remember but there was sourdough and cloud bread and whipped coffee and all these things everyone was trying yeah so I kept baking things and cooking things and we baked a lot during quarantine um but every time I would cook something or try something new, the thought in the back of my mind was basically that this, I wanted to share it with friends, but it wasn't social media worthy. Like why should what I cook have ended up on Instagram, especially because at that time, Instagram was being used as a social justice rallying site, essentially to communicate important information about protests. And all I could think was why am I clogging, clogging up Instagram right now with a mediocre photo of a mediocre meal I cooked. And that was kind of a depressing thought, but it it felt valid to me. And I know a lot of people who are feeling that way. And so the idea was to create a vertical social media network that was just for food all the time. So it solves those three problems that I outlined. It's less toxic because it's just food. Instead of getting that top 1% of every vertical, you get 100% of the food vertical. So you get the gourmet meal, but you also get cold cereal, and scrambled eggs, and a bowl of mango, yeah. like whatever it is. It, you the bar is so low, which is totally intentional. <laughs> exactly. Every, it's it's a really large variety, and that's one thing I love about the app is it you really get so much of everything. The next thing, is, it's not stressful. It's intentionally a bubble. It's There's nothing in there uh, but food, and so I can open the app and scroll for hours, and I know I'll only see pictures of food, and that is freeing it's like the best part of the instagram explore page essentially with no ads um so and then the last one confusing we created an app only for food and so the only people who follow me on the app well actually everyone follows me and my dad on the app because we got to set the tone for it but the only people who follow you on the app are people who want to see pictures of your food so you can post pictures of your food because that's what people are there to see um it really boils down to that. And so we created a really strong community of people who are lifting each other up and supporting each other through their cooking and connecting people across the world and across the country. Um, and it's been a really amazing experience so far.
0: That is really cool. Uh, I, I I love that. And I, I just, I find the opportunity to connect over something that's that impacts so many people and so many, uh, so, so many various ways, you know, like, I mean, like I said, you know, food is it's a unifying factor and I think we all each in our own way have an appreciation for food, even if it's just like the food is fuel camp, you know, like the folks who are like, "Oh, so plain chicken breasts and rice every day. Well, cool. That's a totally valid thing to do, but you are engaging in this food process. I, I love it. Um, real quick. I just want to hop in here and talk a little bit about today's episode sponsor. I'm, we talk about full scale a lot around Startup Hustle. They are our producers. They are the team that make all of this work, and they are total rock stars. But one of the things that FullScale knows is that finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult. I know we all think it is, but it doesn't have to be, especially when you visit FullScale.io. You can build a software team quickly and affordably. Use the FullScale platform to define your technical needs and then see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. Visit FullScale.io to learn more. All right, so we are talking to Sophia Raskoff of Recon Foods, a vertical social media environment for food. We're, ta- we're talking foodies here. And Sophia, I gotta know, uh, you know, what inspired your love of food? I- I'm just very curious.
1: <laughs> well, food is definitely something that's brought my family together. I know I mentioned during COVID, we had a really great time exploring new recipes together. Um, but it's also a cultural thing. My mom is a Colombian, and so I'm half Hispanic. And every year around Christmas time, we have lots of family recipes that we make uh, that are Colombian food. So some of our favorites, and you can find these all on Recon Food. Um, we've <laughs> made ajiaco, which is a traditional soup dish for cele- like celebratory meals, um, and bunuelos. Uh, they're different than Mexican bunuelos. They're- the Colombian ones are more... Um, and they're like a cheesy, bready biscuit type thing. Kind of hard to explain, uh, but it's like a yeah. fried dough ball uh, that's like bread, sort of. It's They're very good. Highly Are recommend Are intentionally trying to make me hungry? <laughs> I'm hungry now, too. Uh, <laughs> and then last, we've made natia, which is sort of uh, similar to fawn. So that's been something that's fun, too. It's really been uh, something about food that's made me look forward to Christmas every year. It's We have our traditional recipes that we always make. Um So that's something that's been really nice too. And seeing those recipes, a little fun fact here, in the movie Encanto, the Disney movie that takes place in Colombia, in the scene where the family is having dinner, you can see all of these dishes that I just mentioned on their table, on their plates, that they're sharing together. Which was just amazing for me to see.
0: That is incredible. So one of the things that I love uh, about Disney, they, they've Disney has gotten so intentional about representation, and you're talking about representation in food, which I I hadn't. Re- I'm going to be honest, I hadn't really thought of, but that that is really cool, and it must have been really fun to see these visual reputa- or visual representations up on the big screen of things that you've enjoyed with your family over the years. That that must be really. Really, super cool, so question and I'm going to ask you to get a little tactical to get a little uh, granular here with me with with recon foods so what's your revenue model
1: are so when we initially started, we discussed this ex- extensively, and we decided to focus more on creating an app that we believed in, gaining users, and then switching to discussing the revenue model, so there isn't one in place now um but we see lots of opportunities for that in the future uh my the one that the ones that most interest me are the ones that actually improve the functionality of the app instead of clogging it with ads or selling data or anything like that uh i would love to see something in the future like a partnership with instacart or Uber Eats or resi or open table where you can book a reservation or link to a reservation app directly from the app or order Uber Eats from a restaurant directly, or link to that from the app. Stuff that really enhances oh. the experience. That's It's been a priority for us in creating the app that it's not just Instagram for food. It's much yeah. more like Strava for running, where you could post your run on Instagram, or you could track, post, and like log your run in Strava with all its run-specific features that Instagram's never going to build because it's not a running app. So you're so you're less interested in the monetization aspect
0: and more in the creating a comprehensive tool plus community that's just super useful to to users and then, you know, finding a way to monetize from that angle. Um, So so I have to tell you something, Sophia. You and I actually have a lot in common there. <laughs> uh, so, Innovator, when I, when Innovator started, we were just we were just a Facebook group that I kind of idly, you know, just started one day because I was like, hey, you know, I, I feel a need to connect with women entrepreneurs around me in the space around me. And what was really great in building the company from the ground up and focusing on the community first and the impact first is that that has now become. Our foundation, you know, at it, it every level that community is baked in, even to the even sometimes at the expense of revenue and profit. But that means that as founder, I get to be very proud of the work that we do. And I, I don't feel like we're taking advantage or exploiting our users or our members. Um, so, so I think that that's a really unique approach. Most of the founders I know, they're just like, how are we going to make money? And it's like, ah, that yes, that is very important. But how are we going to provide value to the people that we serve is is the really, that's the first question that you ask. And so it sounds like you're starting from that place rather than the the, the monetary piece. Is that, would you say that's accurate? Totally.
1: The biggest priority was building community, even at the expense of uh small bits of not even revenue just losing money um we have run lots of challenges in the past and i hope we do some more in the future um where uh users could participate in um this challenge by one great example we did um was let's see what are my favorite ones we've done a few we've done a chocolate chip cookie one a potato one and festive foods last holiday season so for each those oh our latest one was actually this summer it was a barbecue one for fourth of july So if users posted a photo with a certain hashtag and participated, they could be entered to win um, like a sweepstakes uh, gift card, or uh, I think one of them was a lesson with a private chef, a KitchenAid mixer, stuff like that, that really built the community and brought the community together. Sure. Well, so so I'm going to switch directions just a little bit here,
0: Sophia, and I'm going to I'm going to point out and I'm sure that you are already very aware but uh you're a little younger than the average startup founder. Uh and so so what I want to ask you is has that been a challenge or has it been a blessing and a curse, you know, what has that experience been like?
1: I think it's it's been a bit of a challenge but I don't think it's been that substantial. The reaction I typically get is a little bit of surprise and a little bit of confusion. Um, <laughs> but my hope is that I've made enough of an impact or had enough of a conversation already such that that doesn't discount me immediately and it's happened all the time where I'll be speaking to someone and for a little bit and then they'll ask uh, how old I am and I think a lot of people assume college um, and I'll be like, oh, I'm a senior in high school, huh? And But by that point in the conversation, at least my hope is that I've impressed them enough such that I'm still taken seriously and I haven't really experienced anything directly that's uh, gotten con- counter to that. Excellent. Well,
0: I I love that that has been your experience. But the other thing that I love is, you know, if you haven't gotten pushback, then that probably means that we are somewhat starting to normalize the idea of youth getting involved in, in entrepreneurship. You know, you are a prime example of hashtag representation matters, you know, because you, as, as a young founder, you get to provide the blueprint to other founders who, in your age group and you're, you're Gen Z, right? You know, Mm -hmm. other Gen Zers who might be interested in starting a business. Now they get to point to you and say, Hey, well, she did it. I can do it too. Right. Do you, do you feel a sense of pride in that? Do you feel responsible to that? Like, talk
1: to us a little bit about being you're, you're an example, so talk to us a little bit about that. Totally, I i totally hear what you're saying, and I love it. Um, there's a great organization that I've worked with in the past called Generation. Uh, it's like Generation, Ooh. but with an H, so it spells her. Uh, I do love you play you plays on her, innovate her? That's my <laughs> favorite, <laughs> exactly. So, they do lots of networking. Uh, events for women in the business and tech fields, and they run uh like leadership camps and uh field trips for younger girls, especially and I had the opportunity not this past summer but the summer before to speak on a panel for them at one of their summer camps or it was on Zoom, but for one of their summer camps with uh two or three other fellow young female entrepreneurs and It was just a great experience, and I uh, treasure it, but I really love being able to set that model and really hope to inspire other people interested in the field.
0: Yeah. Well, well, that is very cool. And I, I, my hat is off to you. I'm giving you all of the, the claps round of applauses in my heart because I I just love that, you know, you're, you're taking that responsibility seriously and you're, you're providing opportunity for for young women and well honestly young folks just like you uh and so so that's that's really exciting to me of course now what do you wish you knew like what do you wish other people knew about Recon app talk to us a little bit more about the app and what you're hoping to bring uh bring to the space you know if 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 our listeners have one takeaway about the Recon uh, Recon Foods what what do you want them to know?
1: Let's see. I'll give that's one a, underrated feature. One. <laughs> I'll do one, one underrated feature and then one more general what to know about the app. I'd say the most underrated feature, which I don't think is used nearly enough, is that map feature I mentioned. Um, yeah. it's, it's such a great feature. So you can open the map. It's in the top right of the home screen. And on that map, scroll to any area near you or in a country that you're going to visit or a new city and see restaurants start popping up populated with the faces of users on the app, specifically people that you follow on the app um, who have been there and posted from it. So it's sort of Yelp-ish, except for this, I guess people could look at this app and say that Yelp already exists. My counter to that is that Yelp is not as social. This is a social media app. Yelp is a travel recommendation app. And the main thing is that when you look at Yelp, you get what's essentially the average review of everyone who's ever visited the restaurant when you use Recon Food, you see what your friends thought. So I can click on a restaurant that one of my friends has been to and posted from. And as I scroll, I can see every post that anyone's made on that restaurant. And all of those posts come with pictures and a little rating. We made our rating system smiley face, like medium face and frowny face, uh, just to make it more fun. So I can see all the posts that my friends have made from that place. I can see the dishes that they got. I can see pictures of the dishes that they got, which is amazing. Um, So that's definitely the most underrated feature I would highly recommend. And then generally, I think the thing I would say about the app is that you don't have to be a, a professional at all. It's not built for professional chefs. It's built for amateurs like myself. And when you said at the beginning that I was an expert in food and photography, I sort of cringed a little bit because the point is that I'm not um, okay. I am... All right. <laughs> no, <laughs> I,
0: I, I appreciate actually, the flattery. At some point, you were talking about like your mediocre food, and I was like, "Well, I don't. I I highly doubt yeah. that your food is me." but I find that most I appreciate who are the flattery. About food whenever I,
1: <laughs> whenever I cook something, I will say it always turned out a little off. Maybe it's just me being overly judgmental on myself, but the app is really built for everyone who just wants to cook and that is everyone honestly I post because I think the food world understands that when you bake something and it tastes amazing it doesn't always look great and if it looks amazing it doesn't always taste great and it's it's much more honest and so the app is really really for anyone I promise you don't have to be a professional chef or an influencer we've had influencers look at the app and say to us oh what about creating a third tab that's like for professionals so it's you can scroll through and see either the uh or like it's sorted so that you can see either the people you follow everyone on the app or just professional chefs and bloggers and we were like oh that's a good idea but that's not the point of the app and honestly yeah. i think i love that it's all mixed together it's sort of uh you really you really get everything and it doesn't feel like your food is ever out of place
0: yeah. Well, so so there are two two things to acknowledge in what you just said. And number one is, you know, I think one of the most important things that you're doing, like with, with that, that philosophy around food photography and the food world, you're you're creating accessibility in food. Uh, cause, cause you're absolutely right. Like, you know, I've cooked things and I share them on my social, but there's always that pressure to like, all right, is the lighting right? Like I got to make sure that it looks picture perfect. And, and the fact is like, it, it, it doesn't really have to be picture perfect. You know, you just have to cook and you have to, you have to love food and you have to want to show off something that you did. And I mean, to your point, if that is a bowl of cereal and that is what you are good at, then Yeah. Let's celebrate it, you know? Uh, so, so I love that the, there's a piece of accessibility that you wouldn't necessarily find on other social networks. Now, the other piece that you kind of profoundly hid in there is the fact that... Um, one of the things that I love most about food is how experimental you can be. And and so like having the opportunity to showcase maybe the odd choices that you made or the things that to your point didn't turn out as well as you might've liked, but hey, show it anyway. You did the thing, you tried it. And so it's it's really, really fantastic to gain acknowledgement, even if you're not like the, you know, the Michelin starred chef, you know, the fact is- Cooking is a joyful, or it can be a joyful activity, uh, and you're you're really just kind of celebrating that in all of its forms, um, and that's that must be really really fun for for your users. Now now talk to us about your users. Like, is that the feedback that you're getting from them?
1: Yeah, my favorite uh, encounters with well, not users yet, but then they become users it, with people uh, about the app is I'll start telling them about the app. And they'll be like, "Oh, actually, I got off social media. I don't use it. I don't use Instagram anymore because I didn't really like it." And I was like, "Exactly." And I'm always like, "Exactly." That's the whole point. Like, I I totally get what you're saying. And then we have a nice little conversation about how bad social media is in its current form. And I talk about the verticalization of social media and unbundling and everything that we've mentioned so far here. Uh, and I think that if I found that that's pretty convincing to people, where it's not this this is different. It's a uh, pitch about a a place that you can go that isn't stressful or toxic or anything like that. And so I think people really love that. And as with the users on the app, I think the best thing about the app is the community that we've created. And it's been a even a curse where I've heard people say about the app that they really like it, but they don't want to invite their friends on it. Uh because when they get a comment from someone on the app that they don't know, it's like the greatest experience of their life because it's like a a professional chef commenting on their meal saying that looks great. And that's like amazing because it feels validating and it feels so great. But if their friends were on the app, then they'd feel like they had to comment and like felt obligated to do it. And so this, honestly, this community that we've created of people who used to be strangers who have now really gotten to know each other through the app. And I always see people like commenting on each other's posts and saying that looks delicious or, Oh, can I have the recipe or, Oh, I, I've made that before. Here's what I did this time. It's, that's been amazing to see. And our development team for the app is based in Ukraine and a lot of that. So a lot of their posts are of traditional Ukrainian foods. And that's been really cool to see, but also we've had people who are here in the U S on the West coast get inspired buy those dishes such that they've gone out of their way to try ukrainian food or tried cooking a traditional ukrainian dish and engaging and saying hey you inspired me thanks for posting this we've had users across our uh yeah i think who live in different cities who have met up to share a meal because they met on recon food and discovered that they were in the same city so the community that we've created is just really remarkable
0: that that is incredible i and now i i feel inspired like you de- you've already made me hungry but now i'm gonna have to pop by the store and figure out a traditional ukrainian dish and see if i can pull it off i don't know but i i, I certainly want to give it a shot now so so i that validation and that inspiration must be totally invaluable to to your users. Now, I, I'm going to ask you to give our listeners a little bit of advice, and because most of our listeners probably aren't thinking about starting a food social network, I'm going to generalize it a little bit, and I'm going to ask you. Talk to us about creating connection within community. If our listeners at home wanted to create a community around which to to galvanize and activate, what are some of the tips and tricks that you have used with Recon Foods to connect people who who probably otherwise would not meet each other or interact with each other? What are some, some best practices?
1: I think an important thing that we did was really try to set the tone so like I mentioned, uh, when you join the app, you automatically follow me and I try to post so that I can show people essentially what it's like, because with a, a really large app that has hundreds of millions of people on it, you sort of join and know what to expect. But for this, people didn't really. And so especially early on, we posted a lot and showed people the app is for anything and really set the tone with what it was supposed to be like. and. So everyone follows me, but I also follow everyone back. Uh, I actually track how many people are on the app by how many people I'm following. So if you ever want to check it out, you can. And that I've really loved that because I've scrolled through the app and I always like everyone's posts and I'm commenting and really engaging the community directly. And I think that would probably be my recommendation is just be like, be an active member of the community that you want to see, and yeah. we've unfortunately passed the point where I can actually look at and comment on every post, which I think is a great thing, obviously, yeah, but pretty good, <laughs> yeah, now I'll get behind where I realize I haven't like opened the app in either a few hours or a few days, and I realize I actually can't possibly catch up on all these posts, and I'm sad to miss some, but I do still follow everyone back. um but yeah, just really engaging with that community directly, I think. For us, it's commenting on posts and giving people encouragement. Whenever I see a new user join and I see that they posted something, I'm always so excited and I love that they're joining this community. And so it's a lot of that um, direct engagement for sure.
0: Well, and I think that a big piece of what you're talking about, and this is something that we do or that I do personally around innovator as well. You know, we have a virtual community and you you model the behavior that you want to see. Like you, you are the, the light or the spark, that you want to see. And so when you're trying to create community, one of the most powerful things that you can do is provide that roadmap to your users. And so just as a, for instance, within Innovator, we wanted to create a culture of winning, you know, championship, let's celebrate each other, let's talk about the things that we do well. Uh, and, And so one of the things that I do periodically, like I follow a bunch of our members on social and like, I'll just grab their stuff and be like, once they, when they announce like a win or or something exciting that happened in their business, I just go and I just post it in the community. And I'm just like, hey, innovators, let us celebrate this thing that happened for one of our members. And and I do that, A, because I like it, but B, because I am showing through my behavior, the, I'm showing the community how I want them to interact and how, how I hope we bring the change about and we bring that connection about And so it, that's exactly what you're talking about like you model the behavior that you want to see you decide on the culture that you want to promote and in, in you know for recon foods the culture is like an active one and a supportive one and so you're in, in doing what you do to welcome your new members you're creating that environment by showing what that environment should look like
1: right? Totally. That's exactly yeah. it.
0: I I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, I am going to ask you the human question now, Sophia, and we've actually gone a little bit over time because I was so interested in this conversation. Uh, but friends, I have to tell you something about Sophia here, uh, a little bit of insight into her personality. So I think y'all know that we do pre-show prep. Before we start recording and we talk about things and I explained the human question to Sophia and guess what she did. She gave me a suggestion for a question and I loved it so much. That is absolutely the question that I'm going to ask her. And I'm going to ask all of you playing at home to think about this because I think this is such a fun question. But here it is.
1: If you had a talk show, who would your first guest be, Sophia? So I actually when I asked you this, I didn't have an answer in mind. So I've been sort of <laughs> thinking about it in the back of my mind. And I think I'm gonna have to say Ryan Reynolds. I just as a as a new talk show host, I feel like I'd be pretty nervous and not really sure what to do with myself, but I feel like he's a pretty charismatic and funny guy and he'd really set the tone.
0: He'd kinda of help you along a little bit, you know. Okay. I, I think, think he could carry I think he could carry do, it all by you know? himself. <laughs> okay. Well, well, that is a fantastic answer. I'm not going to give you my answer because I, I don't really have one. Uh, well, no, that's not true. Uh, hold on. I'm going to think about it. Who would I have as a guest on a hot... You know who I want? I want Michelle Obama. <laughs> I just do. See, I that's, talk my, about...
1: that's my serious answer. I was going to say an Obama, either <laughs> Michelle or Barack. That's my serious answer. And then know, my, my answer is like, cool, like but that's like the first guess. I want like to the, talk the about arms, and, arms. and I
0: want to talk about health initiatives and I want to talk about advocacy and I want to talk about all those
1: things uh, with an amazing Black woman that I have See, that's an amazing so answer. Now you've made mine look bad. I promise. Those, no, are, those are, that's my, that was my other choice.
0: I mean, I feel like I feel like you're your first guest. Like, I appreciate where you're coming from with that. Like, I have a lot of experience interviewing people, so I don't really need that soft entrance. But Ryan Reynolds, I feel like he would be a really good first guest because he's going to be interesting, but he's also going to be kind of fun to play off of and he's going to help you get your jitters out. He also also
1: has an interesting business experience where he is involved in lots of companies. I feel like that'd be an interesting mix. All right. I'll stick with my answer. Okay. The
0: Obamas can be my second guest. Well,
1: I'll tell you what, if
0: we ever do like a co-produced talk show, we can have Ryan Reynolds and then Michelle Obama, and we can both be happy. How's that sound? <laughs> that would be amazing. Please. Okay. All right. Well, so, so I cannot thank you enough, Sophia, for taking time out of your very, very busy schedule to chat with us. Uh, this was a great conversation, and I just, I cannot tell you how excited I am to see how you and Recon Foods grows. Uh, Just very, very excited to have you on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. So friends, another thing that I am very, very excited about, of course, is full scale. Do you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders? Let full scale help. They have the people and the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit fullscale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions and then let the platform match you up with fully vetted, highly experienced software engineers, testers, and leaders. At Fullscale, they specialize in building long term teams that work only for you. Learn more when you visit fullscale.io. And of course, friends, I would be remiss if I did not encourage you to reach out to Startup Hustle. We are so grateful that you come back and listen to us week after week. Uh, but we also, we want to hear from you. We want to know the topics that you want us to talk about. We want to meet the founders that you want us to, to meet with. So let us know, you know, find our startup hustle chat book, chat group on Facebook. Find We, we have a presence on LinkedIn. You can DM us for sure. Uh, but just reach out to us and let us know what kind of topics you want us to explore. We are here for you to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. And to that end, why don't you go ahead and get back to it, and we will catch you on the flip side.
1: Startup Hustle is
0: brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.